What's going on? What's going on? This is episode one of Kicking It with King Geechee, where we talk about everything from sports to politics to where to music to whatever's popping this week. Give you a little background on myself. Um, play sports, been around music, um, been around money. So, you know, those things I like to talk about. Um, want to talk about hot topics, talk about whatever is going on during the week. And then, you know, we'll go from there and see what my listeners like. And uh, basically just give you an honest opinion how I feel, you know, opinions. Um, love to hear what you guys think, whatever it may, you know, help the episode or whatever, you know, if you want to be on the episode, you can reach out as well. Uh, so for today, let's go ahead and get it going. So the NFL free agency has been wild. Um, no exaggeration. Uh, it's just so many transactions, so many players going places I never thought. Um, one of the big ones that really surprised me was done yesterday by the Giants. And that was trading Odell Beckham Jr. Now, Let's think about this. Um, Not only was OBJ, you know, a great player on the field, um, he brought a lot of attention to the Giants. It may be negative, but, we know, most of it is positive. Anytime you're getting any type of publicity, um, it's going to help. So I don't know if that made their decision why they let him go or – they just needed a fresh start. But either way, it was one of the biggest surprises to me. Um, and it looks like they got rid of him for Jabril Peppers, um, a safety out of Michigan a couple years ago, and a first and third round pick. So I guess um, it's not that bad of a trade if you look at it that way, since Jabril Peppers was a first round pick as well. And they're getting an additional first and third. So they can draft another receiver, but you got to think about if that player is going to have an impact. And if you look at their roster, they have Barkley, which had a phenomenal, you know, rookie year at running back. He was running over everybody. And then they still have Sterling Shepard at receiver, which is a real good receiver. But like I said, the impact of OBJ on that team um, is going to be a huge void that somebody's going to step up and show that they can be a leader. Even though, you know, he got in a fight with the, you know, what was that? The, <laughs> he got in a fight with the field goal net. Um, one of the funny things that he has happened while he was there. But at the end of the day, that dude, OBJ, he worked hard. He um, he really just wanted to win. You know what I mean? And sometimes that's what people get confused about. When people just want to win they see it as them being crybabies or this and that, but it's just them showing emotion. I'd rather have somebody that is showing their emotion than somebody that you can't read their emotion. You know, at least I know how you feel, you know. At least he's letting his teammates, his his coach, his other players, let him know how he feels. Maybe he can take it down a little bit. Don't get in fights with, with you know, trash cans or whatever he may get in um, fights with. But you have to think about, you know, the bigger picture. So, OBJ to the Browns. Now, the Browns offense, Baker Mayfield, that quarterback, they got Nick Chubb, 
at running back. Then we got Jarvis Landry and OBJ at receivers. It's just it's just a really good look. We I'm really excited to see um what they'll do next year because last year was a good season for them. It was just a lot of stuff between Baker Mayfield and the coach, I believe Hugh Jackson. Um which you know, some players should not talk bad about their coach. But if honestly, if that's how you feel, you know, it's going to be a lot of opinions on that team. And that's what they're all going to have to get used to. But, you know, when you're around people that have that same energy as you, usually it works out. Um, so moving on, one of the late night trades last night, well, not trades, I should say, um, signings, was Le'Veon Bell to the Jets. Four years for $52.5 million deal, $35 mil guaranteed. And we all know he just wanted to get paid. And the Steelers organization is one of the best organizations in the whole league. Um, and they're like the Patriots, I guess I would say, as next man up. And they drafted. They had a great draft pick with um, Corner from um, Pitt who, you know, beat cancer and everything like that. So that guy's heart is times 100, you know. And what I think is sometimes you either going to pay the player or you're not. And the player's going to make a move. And that's what happens. So Le'Veon Bell to the Jets. Um, the Jets have been making noise this this uh this off season. They um also signed CJ Mosley from the Ravens, which is a surprise to me that the Ravens didn't sign him back cuz he's one of the best linebackers in the league. And it just amazes me how these these teams just let these players go. But you know, this the NFL. So ain't nothing really you know, they they thinking about the next guy that's going to come in. And then the Jets also got um, Jamison Crowder. And I'm a Washington Redskins fan, so Jamison Crowder was a really good slot receiver um, for what it was. He gave us a couple good years, but last year he was just hurt all the time. So I'm happy for him. And, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But one of the bigger things was with the Jets was – that Anthony Barr was going to sign with the Jets, but then he made a decision to say with the Vikings. I don't know if he didn't want to go to the cold or whatever it was, want to stay in that dome, but that's the part about it. You know, the, the players are going to make decisions they want at the end of the day. So that was interesting to me as well. Uh, what else we got here? The Packers have made some moves. Um, they got Adrian Amos, safety. Uh, Preston Smith was another Redskins. You know that was a he's a real good player, but he he just um, to me he got too many penalties. Like on third down, it'd be like third and one, and this dude want to jump off sides, and that happened multiple times. So it's like he's not disciplined. Um, Zadarius Smith, one of the outside linebackers, uh, the Packers signed as well. Really good linebacker. Um, think that's it for right now but 
you know, the Packers are trying to make moves. I know they were in the hunt for Antonio Brown, too. And we'll get into Antonio Brown in a little bit. Um, when I'm another player that left the Ravens, which was interesting, was uh, Terrell Suggs. And Suggs has been with the Ravens for, I think, about 13, 14 years. So, you know, he coming to the end of his career. So he probably just wanted to get some more money. <laughs> But Arizona Cardinals, you know, they cool. They just they got to get somebody for David Johnson because that running back, he needs some help. It uh really don't make any sense how they had a legit offense. They drafted a quarterback. They, you know, I I, I thought that, you know, that, that Josh Rosen was going to be a good player. But at UCLA, he was cool, but. I you know I'm a USC fan, so he did he did his thing for the time he was there stats wise, but you know it's different when you get to the league. I'll say that it's very different when you get to the league. Um, let me see if there's anything. There's a lot of free agents that haven't been signed yet um, that I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, Earl Thomas. Uh, a lot of reports about him going to the. Um, Cowboys, but he doesn't want to take a pay cut. So we'll see where that happens with that. He might end up on the Jets, the way the Jets is signing everybody. Um let's see here. Jordan Hicks went to the Cardinals. So they go, you know, they add in some people over there. And then we got Nick Foles on the Jaguars, which, you know, he he everybody wanted him. And that was a good look. Uh one of the happier signings that I was happy with was uh, Landon Collins to the Redskins. And I don't even want to get onto the Redskins because their front office is one of the most confusing front offices in the league, which starts from ownership with Daniel Snyder and his decisions. Um, what I was hearing a lot when... I was uh, reading the reports. It's like all oh, the Redskins, they made another deal where they gave this guy all this money and this and that. But, you know, I'm a, I would say the Albert Hansworth deal back in the day was real bad. The Donovan McNeil, McDonald McDav deal was bad for us. Um, Alex Smith was starting to be good and then he got hurt. So, but most of the defensive signings from, from Josh Norman – to even DJ Swearinger, which which still surprised me that we let him go, um, were, you know, good signings. So I'm just ready for them to have a safety that actually will perform like um, like Sean Taylor did. When we had Sean Taylor and Laurent Landry, you know, Daryl Green back there, uh, Champ Bailey. You know, we had a – you know, the Redskins always are either good on one side of the ball – um, hopefully this year we can have a complete team. So on from the NFL, let's talk about a little bit of NBA. Um, just going to let my listeners know I am a Laker fan. And y'all already know how that going, man. I was confused. You know, it's, it's confusing to me. It's frustrating to me um, how the season ended um, after the little trade talk. 
with uh, the Pelicans. It just went downhill from there. So me being a Laker fan, I'm like, man, y'all just need to let the rookies play. And if we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. But I'm thinking in like a business, like we need to get some better draft picks. Because obviously LeBron, a lot of people ain't going to be there next year. Um, I would say that I think they definitely are going to keep Kuzma um, I think Ingram was playing for his position next year. You know, he he's a good player, uh, Ingram. It's just that he needs the ball in his hand. He's all score. So he's a one-on-one player. Um, I like him as well. Lonzo Ball, I like him. A lot of people don't for some reason. He was he When he was there, he would play defense and he would push the pace, you know, but he got hurt too. Um, Rondo, after punching Chris Paul, you know, I think he going to be back in L.A. <laughs> um, he playing a great season too, you know. Uh, I always like Rondo, even when he was on the Celtics. I just didn't like him for being a Celtic. But he always seemed like he was passionate about the game and he was very knowledgeable about the game. And, you know, he knew what he was talking about for the most part. Um but the main the main thing other than the little trade talk is just our coach, Luke Walton. Um, I feel bad for Luke Walton because I've been a Laker fan, so I've seen him as a Laker, you know, come in for like five minutes and do a beyond that back pass, and it was like one of the top highlights of the night for some reason. Uh, I, know it's, I know y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and um, it was just – I don't think he got the respect from the players, especially LeBron, um, because – of who he was. LeBron's going to need somebody that he respects as a coach to coach him. You know, and that could be Tyloo or, you know, I don't even know who else they, you know, would want to bring in. I know Phil Jackson, I don't think he would want to come in and coach anymore. He definitely doesn't want to do that. Um, So I wouldn't be mad seeing, like, Brian Shaw step up, him actually getting his first, you know, you know, try at being the Lakers coach because he's always been there. Um, so very interesting. But LeBron James, um, he's been getting so much, you know, bad criticism from Laker fans, from non-Laker fans, and it's just – it confuses me. It's like y'all want to leave Laker, old Laker fans. Like I'm a Kobe fan. But these old Laker fans, it's like they want to – talk about how LeBron's not Kobe, LeBron's not Kobe. Okay, we know that. But LeBron is a great player, and as soon as y'all accept that, then everything will be fine. But they expect LeBron to come over, take us to the finals in the first year. No, we in the Western Conference, first of all. Second of all, we don't have no defense still. You know, we signed JaVale McGee and Tyson Chandler, and I, would, I both of those, I think, are still good signs. I would like to see them back. But I don't know. It's just they, you know, we had chemistry for a little bit. And then, like I said, with that trade, it just blew everything up. But back to these Laker fans that, you know, talk so much shit about LeBron when he's one of the best top three players in the league. So even when he got here, when people were vandalizing his mural that people were painting up of him, it was like, get over it, y'all. Y'all like... 
Kobe was, you know, the GOAT to us, but LeBron came in. Like, y'all, Kobe's not playing no more, so get over it. You know what I mean? It's like, y'all so up on Kobe, you know, dick, and he don't care about none of y'all. I promise you that. Um, that y'all not seeing the bigger picture. So, um, with with that being said, I think, you know, we, we, we know we're not making the playoffs, but if we can get a solid draft pick, I'm thinking that we probably need somebody at the four, like another another forward, because I think we got a point guard, or if we get a shooting guard, um, like uh, Barrett from Duke, I like him. It's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens over the offseason with the Lakers, but Let's let's talk about teams that are actually winning. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference are just amazing with the Greek Freak. Um, in the beginning of the year, I was like, they need to add another superstar, but uh, they're doing their thing. Um, they're trusting in the team, team chemistry. They're t- they're trusting in the game plan, and they're doing their thing. It'll be I think them, Boston, and uh, the Raptors are going to be competing for the Eastern Conference title. Um, Boston, they have, a, if you look on paper, they have a legit team. From Kyrie to Jalen Brown to Jason Tatum, uh, Marcus Smart, all of them. It's just the media, for some reason, portrays like they don't get along. Like Kyrie um, is trying to get out of there as soon as possible, which I believe he won't be there next year just because of the way that the Boston media treats him. And um, it will be interesting to see how far they go in the playoffs. I really think that in a seven-game series this time around with Kawhi Leonard being with Kawhi Leonard, uh, with Kyle Lowry, will actually do better for them. Because you see the Spurs, they they basically did a swap. And they're like eighth in the West. They might be seventh now or something like that, but they're not having the best season. So they're rebuilding a little bit like that. But like back to the Raptors, they have they added Marcus Saul. Um I think that Kawhi Leonard is a great leader, even if he doesn't seem like he speaks a lot on, you know, on the court. I know in the practices and stuff like that, he probably he's probably a you know, a, a great leader by showing them hard work. Sometimes to be a leader, you just need to show the hard work, and people will follow that. You know, um, follow the leader. You know, we've been playing that game since we were kids. So, when you see somebody leading, you want to do as much as them, or you try to be better than them. You know, they motivate you to do better. So that's interesting with them. Um, now on to the West Coast. You know, we have your favorites, the Warriors, with Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay. Marcus Cousins, Draymond Crybaby Green, um, Andre Iguodala, the second AI. Um, you know, I think they're gonna be back in the the the, the finals because KD can't be guarded. Clay Thompson, if you leave him open, it's splash. The Marcus Cousins a beast as well. He's just trying to find his footing with them, I believe. And then Steph Curry, Steph Curry. Um, I think Draymond. Is a good player for in their system, but I don't think he'll be there next year. I seen actually a video that was circulating uh, from the other night 
when they were playing and you people, you know, these cameras is in your lips, NBA players. So y'all need to use that's why LeBron be overcoming his lips when he be talking because he hip. But C. Kerr was like, I'm so fucking tired of Draymond. <laughs> so I mean, I can only imagine him. His energy it can be too much at times. You know what I mean? Especially if they lose and he probably think he the coach. He probably barking. Brett Price thinks spitting on people and stuff like that. So, um, Warriors are going to be back in the finals. Um, a surprise team was the Nuggets, and they just keep winning on the low. It's like, okay, um, oh boy, Jamal Murray is is nice. Um, you got Joe Kicks at center and stuff, and you know, little it come off the bench. You know, they got some really good players over there. Uh, Millsap has always been a good team player. Um, I believe. So, you know, we'll see how far they get in a seven-game series because their defense is, you know, really propels them. Um, James Harden and the Rockets, the best offensive player, you know, since Kobe left, honestly. Um, he might be the best one-on-one player, well, at least top three one-on-one players that's ever played the game, like, straight up. Like, I, I you know, I try to watch most of the games, especially when he's playing because I just – you know, want to see, you know, how he's going to score. And it's just like, he's like the old dude that comes to the court that you just can't guard, that makes all his shots, that but just be taking his time. It's like, are you even moving, bro? But um, I think they have a solid team. You know, people try to say it's all James Harden, all James Harden. I think Chris Paul is one of the best point guards in the league. Um, also, Eric Gordon. Um, undersized shooting guard, but you know he gets he gets his money off. P.J. Tucker, another undersized big, but you know he works his butt off as well. Um, Capella, he's a good player. He's in the system. Um, I like Nene off the bench. I like the uh, the Manimal, uh, Fareed. You know he's gonna bring all the energy. You know so they have a chance. It's just that they have to be able to score when because in playoffs people is gonna double team James Harden and make other people score. They don't care if James Harden had 15 assists, um, but long as he's not dropping 40, you know, or 30, then they'll be happy. Which you know I would be too as a coach. But um, NBA season has been good. I think for the most part. But we will see, you know, in in the playoffs. You know, it always turns up in the playoffs. Um, my team's out, the Lakers. So, uh, it's tough, tough for that. It's a bit of a tough year for my football and basketball teams and, you know, even college teams. Uh, Shout-outs to the Capitals, you know, from hockey. You know, they're the only team that, you know, did me good this year. But, like I said, it's going to be an interesting playoffs. I'm just ready for that to start, and then we'll see what happens. And, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. I see the finals to be Warriors and the Raptors. And then what I like to do at the end of the podcast, um, as we're getting towards the end, is just talk about some hot topics, uh, whatever it can be, from, you know, Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, this college tuition scam that was going on. Um, you know, whatever's hot. So to start off, this never this Neverland documentary that's been going on, 
and on HBO, which I still don't understand, and I have a problem with how these people like to when people are dead, leave them, let them die. You know what I mean? Let them die. People always want got something to say about somebody when they dead. Like nobody can just have a normal death anymore. Um, this this Michael Jackson's thing been going on since I've been in high school. Um, you know, along with the R. Kelly thing, but the MJ thing, which you know he's a legend. I still listen to Michael Jackson. I still feel the same way I did before any of that stuff came out. Um, I just think that these people that are dead, these legends, they don't have no way to defend themselves anymore. You know what I mean? So what's the point of you bringing, doing all these documentaries and then you have people that, that aren't like legitimate or like this Wade Robson dude, he, this dancer dude, he been around the block like trying to mess with all these little kids and stuff but he the one on there talking about like that's what it is you know what i mean and personally i haven't seen the documentary because i don't think i need to just to hear the same situations like it's is it's been so od with the documentary after documentary after documentary about this person about this person about that person and for HBO to do this is just says a lot about them because personally I don't even watch HBO anymore. Um, I already have a couple shows on there. I guess now I believe that LeBron shows on there. Everybody watches Game of Thrones, so that's you know that's their main you know main way of people getting viewers is through those two things. So they saw I believe they saw how Netflix was doing with the documentaries and stuff. I was like, well, let me get on the bandwagon and, you know, get some people to actually get some stuff talking about. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of people, if they didn't have HBO, they probably got HBO for a little bit at least to see that documentary if they didn't have any other access way. You know, we using the fire stick around these bars, but keep that on the low. But, um, you know, with that, I just, like I said, if I just think that in that case, I'm not going to speak on too much because I didn't watch the documentary, but I've seen, I read, um, I've been noticing what people have been saying and it's just like everybody knew what time it was this these reports have been from a long time ago the judge have you know um thrown out their cases before but i will say as a parent if you're a parent i'm not a parent yet if you hear someone is doing something to your kid or if your kid tells you that you're going to believe them so i don't fault the parents at all I just don't understand the storyline about if you weren't comfortable with Michael Jackson and it's not like you didn't hear nothing before when this was going on. You had to hear something before, but to let leave your, your, your child or whoever in his um, supervision, then that's your fault. You know, you have to think as a parent, Oh, it's, it's oh Michael Jackson. He, he'll be good. No. Why don't you dare with them? You know? You don't have to follow them everywhere, but if there's any, like, they on a on a ride or something like that, you can get on a ride with them, you know? It's not like he should be getting in the bed or doing nothing like that or whatever it may be. You have to be there. And that moves me on to this R. Kelly situation. Um, now, this is a touchy subject because 
it's you know we knew about it. I, people knew that he was dating Arlia when he was when she was fourteen, fifteen, and it just got swept underneath the rug. People didn't care. And then we had the whole sex tape thing that was going on when I was in high school. You know, um, pretty sure everybody's seen it. You know, if they haven't, then good. But we knew about that too. So what makes people or what makes it makes it the right time for this to be brought up? I think that what they should have did back in the day was do the due diligence and actually do the research about him with all these women and stuff like that. It wasn't like it just happened. You know what I mean? This has been going on for multiple years. And if he's been abusing young ladies and doing all that, then he definitely needs to go to jail. There's no question about that. It's just confusing to me how certain situations get brought to light um, at particular times, you know? But like that being said, if R. Kelly was abusing women and doing this and that, then he needs to get locked up. And that, you know, his you. some people say you can't separate the music from the person, which I understand, but I listen to a lot of different hip-hop artists and, and musicians and stuff, and I'm not, I don't care what they're doing in their day-to-day life. I'm listening to their music, you know? So that's like with the Michael Jackson thing. People are still going to listen to Michael Jackson. And the funny thing is, after all of these documentaries and stuff, um, people are the streams are going up for these artists, so it's like I don't get it. It's like doubling back, and the people are making money still. So, like, it's either just cancel them out. You don't have to listen to them. Keep that to yourself. But everybody want to let everybody know what they what they got going on. Oh, well, I feel this way. I feel that way. Which, you know, freedom of speech, I respect that. I'm doing a podcast. This is my feelings. But you don't need to let everybody know how you feel about everything. You know what I mean? And that's when you get on Facebook nowadays. It's, it's like a big politics argument, opinion thing. You know, you can't even say anything on these these social media platforms without getting some backlash. Or if you're not rolling with how everybody else is feeling, you're looked at as a bad guy or your opinion is is not valid. You know what I mean? It's just it's just weird to me now. It's just like we we as a country were were created by people that took chances and um talked about things that um weren't necessarily talked about like when Michael Jackson Michael no, excuse me um Martin Luther King um was doing the civil rights thing. That wasn't a popular thing at the time, but he knew what he wanted to do. He had a vision, and you see how far it came, you know? And there's more people that have helped the civil rights movement. I'm just pointing out the biggest, you know, one of the biggest ones that everybody knows. So my thing is, with that being said, is let everybody have their opinion. You know, listen to their opinion. And then rebuttal. Have a have a friendly argument, but don't sit here and start calling people, oh, you supporting pedophiles or this and that just because they have opinions, you know. And then it gets down to this race thing. A lot of people, I'm I'm mixed for my viewers that don't know me or my listeners that don't know me. I'm half um, African American with um, partial Indian, and then my mother's side, she's um, 100% Irish. So 
I see both of the things. And another thing, I look uh, Hispanic. So, you know, I get everything. So um, it just seems like everything has came into race. And then I even see with some of my friends, they arguing on Facebook posts. Oh, this white person did this. Oh, this, this. And then this black person did that, whatever, did it or die. It's just, it's not a good look. You know, we're, as a people, we need to you know, think about the situation and take the color out of things. And that's another thing with the media, with the headlines. Oh, this black guy kicked this girl in the whatever, da-da-da. Or this white man wearing a MAGA hat, da-da-da-da-da. Why can't we just say what the situation is? And then if it gets into the color, then, you know, I understand. If you if you want to do a little bit more research and you find the color, but the headlines don't need to be that. But that's the media. That's what they're trying to portray to us. So... Um, you know, just doubling back on the R. Kelly thing, you know, let people have their feelings on Michael Jackson, let people have their feelings on how they feel about everything. And uh, just let you know, you don't have to critique everybody. And then lastly, um, which I learned about yesterday was how some of these famous actresses, actors um, got caught like with this tuition scam, which basically we all knew. Um, I spoke to my aunt and my girlfriend and I actually spoke to my aunt when we were eating at Lucille's barbecue. Shout out to Lucille's barbecue, fire them biscuits. Oh man. Um, about how they've been doing this forever. Like if you have money, you can get your kid into any school you want. If you have money, you can do whatever you want. Basically, you know that already, but how these USC's, these are private colleges, you know? So that means you got to have some money, you know what I mean? It's not like it's open to everybody. They want to have that money. So if you're giving them $15,000, how people used to write it off was, oh, I'm donating to the school. But now people are just so direct with things, they don't care. They over here just paying paying for the tuition, whatever it is. Oh, here's 15. Make sure she get in. I'm not taking my SAT. I seen there was one 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 person's daughter was like, oh, I just want to go to USC for the football games and the party, and I don't care about school. What? USC is one of my dream schools to go where I wanted to go to. You know, I didn't go there, you know, but for someone to just be able just to go there and party and stuff just because their parents got money doesn't make sense. But we all knew that already. Um... We'll see what happens with that. I'll have a report with that probably next week. And, um, yeah. So this will conclude my first podcast, um, Kicking It with King Geechee. I want to give a shout-out to everybody that pushed me to do it. I've been wanting to do this for a couple years. Uh, always wanted to do radio and stuff like that. So this gives me a chance just to, you know, do what I want on my own free will. Um Critique the app, you know, critique the podcast. Let me know what I need to talk about, what I can do better. Uh, and just give your honest opinion because that's what I'm going to do. So thank you again. Um, thanks you to the sponsors, Silver Shell Beauty. Um, you can follow them at Silver Shell Beauty on all social media platforms. And you can follow me on Instagram at King underscore Geechee. And that's K-I-N-G underscore G-E-E-C-H-I-E. All right. Thank you for all listening. And we'll get back to you soon.